This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has a potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. side of property and if you haven't noticed we are on a podcast so um i should have said property jam podcast and so hello today we have um, a special guest we always have a special guest but today we have an extra special guest i'm all the way from where are you from croydon no i'm from china well <laughs> china it's a big country <laughs> well i wasn't gonna just say china. look this is black i know i know nobody can see me but this is black <laughs> hair and i have kind of a yellow face <laughs> Okay, so let me start again. So, um, okay. welcome. We have Juan, um, and he's going to—he's all the way from uh, Croydon in uh, the suburb, outer suburbs of Chiang Mai, uh, Chiang Mai. That's Thailand, <laughs> Shanghai. Oh my God, Shanghai. I'm losing it. <laughs> I mean, too much whether to start again or not. But how let's just win, keep going. How to win friends and influence people? Eh? I know. <laughs> John, over to you. Tell us. First, tell us first about of all, yourself. I'm not. I'm not from Croydon, and I'm not from Chiang Mai. I'm from China, and I live in Sutton. And I have a. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Sutton originally. I didn't know that. Really? Yes. I just can't believe it. This is all unrecording, unre- and you got everything wrong. Oh my god! Well, I know. This, it's, it's... it's how we roll. It's how we roll. It's how we roll. <laughs> but you but I forgive you. We met. I met you in Croydon, so I forgive you. Oh, yes, we, we yeah. did meet in Croydon and um, you invest in Croydon. So um, in my head, yeah, you, you live in Croydon, you breathe Croydon. Um, okay. I don't know how, if that's good or bad for you, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but she's a Sutton girl. And she, I mean, she's, only, she's six miles up the road from Croydon, to be fair. So it's close enough. <laughs> South London. Let's call it South London. You okay, know, okay. suburb of yeah. China. So that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, no problem. So yeah, who? I mean, who are you? Like, tell us who you are. Uh, so I'm your competitor. No, 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 no. You guys are. <laughs> I am. You guys are way above than me. You know. Uh, so I do uh, HMO, and sometimes I would like to say co-living because why? Sometimes say HMO, they think I'm not very cool. So I say I do co-living. I don't know really what's the difference, but you know, hey ho. Oh, Matt will tell you. <laughs> Matt will tell I was you. Gonna say, I've, got, I've written plenty of articles on the matter. Go to my LinkedIn and have a look, read some articles because coding <laughs> and HMOs are not the same thing. But now okay. is not the time to do that because that would be far too educational. Okay. <laughs> uh, so basically what I do is I buy rundown properties. I don't know how come, but I actually have an excellent track record of buying from dead people. So <laughs> 90% of my properties are probate. But, but you know, you can understand, right? Because I do such heavy refurb and I want to buy something cheap. So it's probate and uh, I'll strip everything back to break. So I don't care the, uh, about the condition. And also if you buy probate, you very likely you get your stamp duty back. So basically that's what I did. So I buy something really rubbish. Uh, I listened to your last podcast. It's one of those properties. You hold your breath, you go in and you get out. That type oh, of right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, because there's not a dead body inside. Fingers <laughs> crossed that's not. <laughs> and then I do it up. Yeah, I do it up. I, I try to do as much work as possible, you know, decorative stuff, of course, but also rear extension, loft conversion. And uh, sometimes I try to do uh, some like planning game as well, like, you know, get the 3GM planning class onto my HMO. 
and then try to mortgage, remortgage all the money out, and so I can go again. That's basically what sounds I like. Mean. Sounds like you've been on a course all about HMOs and co-living. Uh, <laughs> you mean yours? <laughs> he's, he's, he's such a good um, commercial guy, so commercially minded, marketing for his course. All oh, hang on a minute. Don't blow smoke up his ass. That's not why you were invited on. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, God. Okay, can we just go back to you buy houses of dead people? Because when, you know, when it's like, uh, was it the sixth sense? I say, I see dead yep. people. I, I've just got images of Shuan just being like, I buy houses of dead people. Like, it's your special talent. It's your super, it's your superpower. <laughs> that I really want to buy from dead people but every time I look at a property on right move and I saw the avocado bathroom and the, you know like the yellow wallpaper I'm, I just get excited and those houses I'm, usually belong to dead people I'm, sli I'm slightly concerned that you're going you're walking around Croydon going I want that house <laughs> <laughs> what's your address oh, I'll write dots. a letter to you no, I'll no, write no. a letter, you to, write you. A letter to you and then you drop dead no 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 she's walking around she's walking around Croydon and she's literally sees an old person she says they look like they're gonna go she follows them home to see if their house is any good <laughs> <laughs> you, we've heard of ambulance chasers <laughs> you're the, the hearse chaser listen that's a strategy I've not heard of I think that could be a thing Juan you're carving a whole market for yourself girl it's brilliant well thank they you, talk about it. Um, yeah, creative ways to source properties. You know, having a good in with an undertaker. <laughs> oh my god! It's not. It's not. As, it's not. It's not as, as it sounds. Well, no, but it, that's the thing, isn't it? Because um, uh, it's, you know, um, de death, debts, and divorce are the three yes. reasons why you can get really great deals on houses. Say so, um, you need to go where dead people go, which is undertakers. You go where um, divorcing people go, is divorce lawyers. And yeah. then um, we go where, what was, what did I say, debt. So um, people who are in, you, know, you go to the bank for repossessed properties. But I've heard this before where people actually go to. I feel, um, like, I feel like I'm, I've just come across as being really cold and calculating. But, you are a bit. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm actually, I, I don't, I don't yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm staying quiet because I'm just like, really? No, but I've heard but this. Then... I've heard people get in touch with like, um, to make connections with probate lawyers because they are mm. literally like, oh, this one's come up. You want to, you know, like, like this is a thing. <laughs> Like this is a honestly, yeah. babe. Like if you haven't done that already, get in contact with a probate lawyer. You will be getting a whole conveyor belt of dead people coming your way. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I, might do that. I, I don't. Just I, I'm just still worried that our listeners are thinking that I'm very cold and calculating. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't have an in with. We don't have a we don't have a funeral director on speed dial. <laughs> no, we don't, no, we don't. And in fact, if anyone listened to last week's episode, where you, you will have heard that my my head goes at a thousand miles an hour, I'm coming up with ideas. Um, I just put them out there. So go use it if you want. It's free. You, Off you, you know, go. It's it's you know I am actually a very good person. I don't do it intentionally. <laughs> it just happened to be probably. Well, you, you don't. But you're not a good person intentionally. I am. Come on, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it I think it's brilliant what you do it's great and it's you know you what you're saying is just like a delicious recipe of everything you're looking for when you're trying to add value to a property so I mean you're doing all the right things you're doing all the right oh, things oh thank you so much Joe no problem <laughs> no problem see now Joe, Joe's your friend though Matt's, Matt's on the naughty list for a minute yeah, or two totally. <laughs> he's I'm, got I'm a, thanks to him now he's still got another 40 minutes or so to redeem himself <laughs> he's all about death divorce and debt we've lost him he's gone somewhere yeah he's, he's disappeared yeah <laughs> so Juan, one question we ask all of our listeners not all of our listeners all of our guests <laughs> we could all ask all of our listeners we, we could ask all of time. our listeners too um and as you're technically a, a listener and a guest hmm. uh 
what does a human side of property look like to you? Do you know why I got into property? <laughs> no, I have like, actually it's, uh, it's completely the opposite. It's nothing to do with death. It's to do with birth and the young people. Um, oh, because my background, I used to work in investment fund in central London. And I really liked it, but it was a very demanding job, you know, long commute and all that. And then I got pregnant. I have, I, I have a little girl. She's mm. three years old. So basically, I bought my first property exactly two years ago this time. And uh, um, and it, that was towards the end of my maternity leave. I basically didn't want to go back to my old corporate job. I, I don't think I can possibly. So I was thinking, what else can I do so I can look after my little girl, have flexible arrangement, and also make a lot of money? Because to be honest, <laughs> it is important. I was actually, uh, you know, Back then, I had a well-paid job, corporate job. So uh, when I initially started, it was not, I have to be honest, it was not about passion, not about, you know, uh, I'm interested in helping people, whatever. I just want to be able to look after my little girl and make a passive income, which can replace my salary. That's the only reason I do property. Uh, back then, only reason. But now I got loads of reasons. <laughs> wow. Excellent. Well, what would you say, how's your reason evolved? Um, what would you say is your, because your number one reason, obviously your little girl, um, what are reasons two till 10? Not all of them, but some of them. Yeah. Um, so actually property has done wonders for me. Um, you know, I, I feel I'm okay to share with you. And a lot of people know anyway, because I had a really horrible time during my maternity leave. Because of course, um, you know, um, Matt, you recently had a child. It's a difficult mm -hmm. period. And also my husband, he... Um, had a, like a nervous breakdown because of work stuff and also because of the child and uh, he can't sleep and can't perform at work and uh, you know he had a massive breakdown so basically the, while I was on my maternity leave we lost both sets of income and we were both working in London as like consultants and stuff so it was quite a large income and uh, and we were used to certain uh, you know living life standards mm -hmm. uh, so I had to very very fast replace the salary so I, I didn't have the luxury to think about, you know, what I would like to do. Uh, is this too, uh, too much stress? Is this too risky? No, just like something, anything I would do to, you know, replace the salary, you know, so my little girl has, you know, the security and maybe my husband can quit his job and do something he would like. So actually, but now property has allowed me to do all of that. So actually within the first year, I managed to replace both of our salaries. So he quit the job first and then I quit the job. And now he's a, a martial arts instructor plus oh. personal trainer. That's his oh, passion. Wow. And he looks after the little one more than me as well. So I, uh, so that's his job. So he has a, now, you know, this personal training um, business and, uh, you know, the little girl. And uh, then, of course, I'm here for her as well. And I don't work on Wednesdays. I always spend Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday with her. And but the other, the rest of the time, I do property full time. And uh, um, but now it's become much more than money um, because during the past two years, you know, I find out I'm genuinely, I think I'm pretty good at it. And I genuinely love it. And uh, our company has grown quite significantly. So when I first started, we had about 450 cash, uh, which basically comes from the remortgage of our house. And we sold a flat in London to have the cash to do it. But now uh, we have probably a 6 million um, portfolio and it's all my money. So I didn't use any investors money, at least not until now. So, um, so I'm 
you know, I'm quite happy with it. And it's really something because two years ago, I was in a bad place. I was uh, really struggling with work, with home stuff, you know. But it's giving me confidence, giving me a bunch of really good friends. And now, you know, the little girl goes to nursery all day. Uh, I just can't see myself stopping because before I was like, oh, I get a passive income, replace my salary, become financially free. That's it. But now I'm financially free, but I can't see myself stopping doing that because what else would I do? Yeah. It's genuinely my exactly passion. It, yeah. yeah. So I'll be doing it for the, for the rest of my life, maybe for the next 30 years. And, uh, and I've actually have been asking myself, what is my vision? And if I love it so much and I'll grow my team, keep doing this for 30 years, let's see where I'll get to. <laughs> that's, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. And you obviously, I think, I think the fact that you, why you started it was just kind of like, not by accident, but you know, you, it wasn't really your intention to go into property. And then suddenly you become this really successful property investor who replaced two, uh, to corporate salaries in, in central London, which is no mean feat, um, and all within a two-year period. I think that's quite impressive, personally. Oh, thank you. Very impressive. It yeah. It's amazing. And, and I think beyond that, you know, if you go back to the human side of property, what you're saying is it started as a necessity, but actually it's become a passion. Mm. And so, you know, that journey, that pathway, oh, hey, we hate the J word, but it's true. You have been on a bit of a journey, you know, personally, in order Sounds to... Sounds like more of an adventure. Yeah, like a roller coaster, if anything, you know, yeah. you've come from pain and you've kind of got to pleasure. Right, really. just, it's unbelievable. But just goes to show you, though, that when you were put in a difficult situation and you had really had you had to do something, you were able to do that in such a short space of time. So it goes to show you if, if your back's against the wall, what can be done if you really want to do it? But don't you it's always true. find, though, it's don't you always find that those are the most successful investors? Like, I think it's when you have to do it that you just, you just make it work. And that's what you've done. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I think it's true. I think it makes it a bit easier because a lot of people, uh, you know, like you have a bit of a midlife crisis and you like change of career. Oh, what I can do, I can do this. I can do that. Maybe this, maybe that. That is too stressful. This is too far from home. And uh, you, sometimes you've got too many choices when sometimes you don't have choice. Actually, you focus and just get it done, right? Get it done. Just get yeah. it done. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. it's amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. I, wow. And you've just found a completely different life. And it's just fabulous. And your little girl is going to grow up experiencing all of the benefits of that financially, but also learning about purpose, you know, and you wouldn't have found that, hadn't you, you know, if you hadn't gone down this route? Well, not necessarily. I, I hope so. Sometimes um, I worry a little bit she does not appreciate because if she um, grow up with it, she does not appreciate. But I'll try my best to make sure that she she learns the value of money and appreciate everything mommy has done. I take yeah. her um, to view properties with me. Yeah, great. She's straight and she walks her. around. And uh, oh, it was so embarrassing. Last time she walked around uh, uh, existing HMO and she pointed at the bedding of a tenant. It's like, Mommy, don't buy this house. It's too bad. Oh, God. <laughs> she's, she's your advisor. <laughs> very messy. It was very messy. She's right, though. But, you know, it was very embarrassing. You know, no. little ones tell the truth. 
<laughs> yeah, but you know, you know what, you know what the problem was because she's rubbed off on you, and she knows that there's a there's living tenants in there. Now, had it been a dead house, that would have been a whole different story. She'd have been like, "Mummy, buy it. There's a corpse over there. Go for it." <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you've got all this to look forward to, babe. Oh, I know. She's she's um, already saying far too much, even though she can't form words yet. She's uh, <laughs> the the loudest one in the house. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the most talkative person. Uh, neither is Laura. And so you've got Emmy, who's just like, <laughs> and you set her in front, set her in front of the um, all the cuddly toys, and she'll be commanding her subjects and you know, telling them what to do. And damn right, yeah. She's uh, definitely, well, we already told Niall that she's uh, voted herself in as CEO of Scott Baker Properties. Oh, yeah. she's going to so, smash um, it. Yeah, Matt and I will be out in her ear in a, in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> so damn true. So, uh, so Joanne, um, um, I believe you've come armed with a question for us as well. Um, would you like to share? We're a little, we always get a little bit scared at this point. I know, I'm sitting back. Um, it can how be a little many, bit unpredictable. How many of you have kids? Just Matt. Just me. Just Matt. Oh, only just Matt. Okay. Then it's just, uh, sorry, I'm targeting at you now. How do you plan to slave your little girl? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, involve her in family business. <laughs> slave her. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've already established she's going to be running the show. <laughs> um, well, um, how do I, it's an interesting one because similarly to yourself, I want to make sure that she understands the value of money and that she is, is going to be she can she can find out what her passion is uh, and find a purpose for herself and as much as i would love for her to be an amazing pianist and i'd love for her to be sporty i'd love for her to um you know come into the business and, and work work in the business but um and and because at some point she'll have to manage certain elements of it um Will so, she? well well you, you, when you inherit a portfolio you're going to have to know how to take care of it but again, it's not necessarily whether that's her passion or not. So, um, but that's a long, long way away. And not that, you know, you know that could be when, you know, when she's in her 30s, 40s, 50s, before she even has to con contemplate it. But again, I think it comes back to not telling her what to do. As much as I would love for her to, if she doesn't want to be involved in property at all, then I'm not going to force her. Um, um, and obviously there's going to be, uh, I, well, we hope there's going to be two, maybe three children. So, um, there'll be you know, more than uh, more than just her to you know, to educate around in what we do and um so i think it's more about the mindset and making sure that that they appreciate um money and wealth and and just having you know, having good ideas you know raising entrepreneurial kids is something that i'm really quite passionate about um and uh, yeah there's, there's a few books that i'm uh, um you know, looking at at the moment and, and starting to read about that it's a bit it's a bit too soon but um yeah so you can be play games with them be prepared for it yes definitely there's a book actually which is coming out um very soon or next year by daniel Priestley, who's um um uh, just some amazing books and yeah he, that's called raising entrepreneurial kids i'm looking forward to that one. Oh, great awesome. he's got i think two um two of his own that are um kind of under five i believe and already CEOs of their own company. And probably already CEOs selling lemonade on street corners. Absolutely. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's really but good. Do you think it is, just following on from that then, or maybe we're going down a bit of a, an informative route here, but do you think, <laughs> can you teach someone 
to be entrepreneurial or is it is, is being an entrepreneur a more of a natural thing that someone just is you are entrepreneurial or you're not I think you can teach it but I, I think <clears throat> and I'm only saying that from a personal experience because I think you are I think those who are inherently curious as human beings have the potential to be really good entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's part of it is your personal construct. Um, but I also think based on my own journey, I didn't know how to be an entrepreneur until I was shown. And then it was almost like I needed both. Like there was something mm -hmm. in me, but I also needed the knowledge in order to mm -hmm. do it. Right. So I think, I think it's a combination of the two. I think it can yeah. be taught. Don't you? But I think like teaching teaching a child return on cash when they're five is probably the right time to teach them now, why would you yeah. i think i think i think it can i do i do agree i think it can be taught but there's one there's a difference i guess in teaching someone and the person that's being taught actually wanting to learn and um, so you can if the person that you're teaching doesn't want to be taught then they're never gonna get it when you've got a child yeah. and you're 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 not going to be directly teaching them as such. You're just going to be yeah. introducing it to them so that they understand it yeah. rather than teaching them. Well, you do it through games. So you th yeah. um, and this is what I want to research and, and, and through uh, making it, making it fun. Yeah. Um, it's the same with learning maths, learning English, learning all, all these things when you're a, a child, you know, um, the way that they used to teach it was you, you must do this and you do this, but actually it sounds like education's come on quite a long way. And, mm. um, and I think if you can incorporate that in, in the home life um, and as we record Property Jam over the next five years, um, we can give, I'll give you some more insight into how that's going. Yeah, yeah, do. Yes. How baby number two has, has reacted as opposed to baby number one. Yeah, they're fighting over the CEO position at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is something a lot of investors face, right? Because it's just simply because of the longevity of the business. If you have done a good job, you would have created a balanced portfolio, which can last the generations. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure that you know, it does not matter what she wants to do. If she wants to be like mommy, she wants to be actively involved and develop properties, great, I'll teach her. But even if she's not into properties, which is absolutely fine, she can be a pianist, she can uh, go to do with and shows. But you know, I hope that my portfolio give her the freedom because not many people can say, actually Matt would understand, you know, for example, in music, you don't get paid much. Uh, yeah. So, you know, if, if she has a well-balanced portfolio, basically allowed to her to do whatever she wants without yeah. thinking about, you know, the pay, you know, the, you know, all those things. But I need her to at least uh, appreciate what, you know, mom and dad has have done and be able to manage uh, a portfolio. Maybe she does not need to be actively buying properties and stuff, but the existing portfolio, she can even hire a property manager or get an agent, but she needs to know enough and appreciate enough to manage it well. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah. yeah, love it, love it, love it, love it. That was a great question. Oh, thank mm. you. <laughs> it's one that's it not come up, isn't it? Because, you know, it's um, parenthood and property investing has come up in so many conversations over the past few podcasts when we've had guests on because it's such, it's normally a motivating reason, but it's also one of the biggest things that you have to juggle and balance and so thinking about the future of that, the legacy of that, and, you know, how that will transpire is just, it's, we've not touched, we've not talked about it. Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, you're welcome. 
Yeah, it's an interesting question that um, Niall and I have to keep having because obviously I've got kids. Why are you planning and, having children uh, with Niall or what's the... <laughs> <laughs> Is there something I don't uh, know? Like No, no, you're okay, Joe. We're, we're, okay. we're not going to leave you out. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's, that's probably a conversation for an episode about joint ventures and legacy and which is mm. probably something we, we, I don't think we've touched upon in an episode. I don't think we have actually. Yeah. I'm writing so, um, it down, boys. Write that down. That's, I think that's a good episode we can, we yeah. can do in the near future. Yeah. Um, Look what you about. did, John. You, you give us an idea for another episode. Yay, yeah. commission! Entrepreneurial thinking. <laughs> I'll let you into a secret. Um, yeah, you don't really make money doing a podcast. We, we don't get paid. No, you don't get paid to do oh, this. Oh dear, bye. <laughs> so two two problems. Number one, we're alive, and number two, we don't get paid. I mean, we're fucked. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we do another episode thank you we want you to stay because we've got to do another episode of uh, episode roulette so i'm scrolling um would you like to explain what episode roulette is oh god yeah okay sorry right okay so episode roulette for listeners who have not heard the podcast before basically all we do is we scroll through previous episodes of property jam and then our special guest says stop and whatever the topic or title of that episode they give their view on that. so are you ready Juan? are you ready okay okay and, and, and you know what because you're an avid listener um i reckon we we can open up every single episode so we can test her on the conversation we had with Tej <laughs> and what minute the, we uh, said it and what we said in it yeah yeah okay perfect okay well, bye. I'll, I'll, I'll let you... <laughs> <laughs> you're very keen to go i'm not sure why <laughs> I don't blame her to be fair at this stage right I'm scrolling Juan tell me stop whenever you're ready babe stop oh okay. okay this is interesting so episode 20 property isn't there a system for that so if you remember I don't know if you remember this episode we were talking about uh, this is Matt's favorite topic how we systemize what we do as property investors as business owners oh so, my god I have struck gold I'm not leaving I'm staying for the next yes. hour <laughs> oh because, god an hour remember don't be yeah. too informative don't be too informative oh okay I'll try my best and I'll make some jokes with it yeah but, that's what I've been doing for the past four months because this is the, the past four months. I haven't bought any new properties, which was like so rare for me, <laughs> but um, I was systemizing everything. So I had a, a bit of a, like a bad time. I think a crunch point last uh, just the passing May because, you know, I work with a number of, um, you know, contractors, you know, lawyers, uh, brokers, you know, builders, all that, but I don't really have an employee. So until May, just a few months ago, I was all by myself. And I was like basically freaking out because got too much work. So at that time, I had an eight bedroom HMO going on and I had my own house because we're moving to Wimbledon for the schools for the little one. Mm. So I was um, renovating my own house. Uh, basically, I kind of um, converted a 70 square meter house into 160, but that's another story. Uh, so I was doing that and I was doing a purchase lease option and I was all doing it by myself and it was so difficult. Seriously, um, my advice is before actually you get too busy, you need to start to systemize it. I almost left it until too late because I was just doing everything myself and mm. the kind of pressures about what I do, kind of control freak, didn't want to outsource or systemize. And then until a moment that I have to, and that was already too late. So um, 
at that time, I actually met a, a really nice lady called Jessica in the Property Sisters. Oh, just later. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So she was talking about, and also Helen. I met Helen. Troy, Helen Chorley, yeah. And yeah. they were Both telling me about... Yeah, so they were telling me about how uh, virtual assistant changed their life. And it was the first time like, what, virtual assistant? So I worked with uh, Jess and Jess found me uh, my first virtual assistant. And she was the one who did all the uh, marketing, graphic designing, my company logo, this one here, and, uh, and the website, she did all that. And uh, initially when I was doing her interview, I told her I need her for 10 hours a week. But you know what, within probably two months, she's doing 35 hours a week. Wow. And, uh, and I tested the freedom of having a VA, like this is the best thing. So I was at that time doing bookkeeping myself oh, and God. I wanted my accountant to do it for me. And uh, he sent me like a quote, I'm like, this is bullshit. Accountants charge a, 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 like a fortune for bookkeeping because they don't want to do it. Yeah, I know. No and, one does. Uh, and they don't do a good job. I hope my accountants are listening. But but because they are like they are very busy and uh, you know they are not very responsive. They do my bookkeeping like once every two months and they ask me what is this transaction, dude? I forgot. Uh, so, <laughs> so I actually asked my first virtual assistant to hire another lady with finance background to do my bookkeeping because I use Receipt Bank and Zero everything anyway. So everything can be done remotely. So um, my first uh, virtual assistant found me my second one. And initially, again, I told her, oh, Em, uh, I will use you for three hours a week to do my bookkeeping. Hang on a minute. Our virtual assistant for the podcast is called M. You haven't been stealing her, have you? Hang on a minute. No, no, no. M <laughs> is uh, super busy with me. I don't think you can be the first one. But now M, M, M is super busy with us as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> All the editing. <laughs> so Lai does this for me. Lai is my social media lady. She ah. does the video editing and stuff. And she does it for my husband as well because he does the kung fu videos and stuff. Oh, my God. And, yeah, Excellent. so so um, Lai, which I share with my husband, and uh, Amy is all mine, and she does That's everything finance, and she checks all the rent receivables, everything, she pays everything for me through TransferWise, and she even does sometimes floor plans for me, I tell her what to do, and she does floor plans, she does company administration, so I'm setting up the VAT and a new company, I need to set up a development company, and she set everything up, like VAT, everything up for me. So in a nutshell, basically what you're saying is the way you systemize is just delegate it and get someone else to do it so you don't have to. I mean, that is the message, that's isn't systemizing. it? That's, yes. That's, that is. that's my way. That's my way of systemizing, I must admit. Just get someone else to do it. A hundred percent. I love that answer. Right. Let's go on to the next one. I'm going to scroll again, Juan. So whenever you're ready. Stop. I hope I can be as lucky as last time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's my favorite. It's number two, which is tenant stories. Now, do you have an exciting tenant story that you can tell us? It can I don't. be anything. You don't? No. I've never managed tenants. <laughs> no, but do you know, have you heard of like a story about one of your tenants that you sort of think, oh, or when you were viewing a property, have you had any funny, like, for example, when your little girl was walking around and saw like the scrumpled bed? And was all like, oh, don't buy this house, mummy. It's got dirty people in it. You know, like, is there anything else like that? There is oh, one people. house. Dirty, I gave dirty living people. No, but there is one house I have in Croydon, which I gave it to another company. They do guarantee rent and all that. 
and uh, uh, basically it's a uh, like there is a tendon there. Oh my God, he's so fit. So they do like a <laughs> guys, you know, house full guys, a house full of girls. And I went there and they're like, oh my God, he's so fit, and he just walks around half naked all the time. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, let's strip what, this What up. was the address of that house? Sorry, <laughs> Joanne. Um... <laughs> oh, stop it. So hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He's fake, but he walks around half naked. He's fit. Oh, he's, he's fit. 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 Sorry. Oh, I, oh, okay. Okay. Now we're in, oh, we're in, we're in Joe territory here. Okay, great. So, so, so have you seen him? Yeah, half naked. So many and, times. Oh my God. Uh, tell me everything. Is it, it was, was it worth doing an inspection? Was it good? No, he's like, uh, you know. He's like really comes out of a magazine. <gasps> what does he do? And for he, you, he uses his, he wears a boxer and the shorts, and that's it, and just walks around the house. To be fair, I mean, if you look that good, why wouldn't you? And I would totally, I totally understand that. Listen, you, you've got a husband who's a martial arts instructor. I'm sure he's got his own fantastic physique. So what you're doing walking around looking at tenants, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Make window well, shopping. Your, well, you can window shop, yeah. Window shop. Window shop. I didn't oh. do anything. I just looked. <laughs> so, so, so Niall and I might be popping around just to have. Should we just go in and check, Niall? Just to. Well, of... I think we should. I think we just should just just to verify. Just yeah, to verify. Just to yeah. validate no the story. Problem. No problem. Okay. So yeah. after this, um, could you just send us the address, one? That would be great. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Love that tenant story. Loved that. What, what I what, what I enjoy about that is the fact that we've we've managed to have a conversation where we excluded Joe and Niall from it, and we've also managed with with the 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 kind of children Children. legacy thing and then we've also had a a conversation we've excluded myself from it so uh, (laughs) so, so Joanne you're meeting everybody's needs hang hang on a minute Matt what do you mean you don't want to come around and look at the pretty man no I've got better things to do okay fine (laughs) right I'm going to do one more one more episode so I'm scrolling 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 oh gosh oh no I've just started playing an episode right oh this (laughs) is Whoops. This podcast is not meant to be. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure who you were trying to be there. <laughs> that, was, that, that was you, Niall. That was you. <laughs> oh, okay. I think this is a good one for you. So this is episode five, what not to wear. So clothes and property. Like, do you have a view on that? Obviously, the, 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 just, just wear, the as long as you wear clothes, it's fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're your, fit... I'm serious. <laughs> Unless it's your fit tenant, then he doesn't need to. No, he shouldn't. <laughs> he he definitely shouldn't. But do you do you have like um? Because in this episode we talked about having different outfits. So I used to have a property investor jacket, which was a bright orange blazer that I used to wear. Do you have like a set outfit when you're viewing property, or a set thing that you wear? No, I just know what I like the things I don't wear because I used to work in a corporate world, right? And uh, I was just so fed up with those very formal like business suits and stuff. And actually I used to got told by the partner at the firm, you know, there was one day we were waiting like outside the boardroom in HSBC, we were doing a presentation and I had a phone with a pink glitter cover. And he looked at it and he said, Shren, that's not very professional. And I was so sad. You know, when I quit my job, I went into the office and I said, I quit. And I waved my phone at him. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So so I don't, I don't wear, I hate formal clothes. I just, my jeans and my comfortable, maybe sometimes I wear a girly dress, but like as long as it's not business formal, I wear. Oh, I love that 
answer. That and is the... all the pink glitter uh, phone covers that you want. Yeah. <laughs> I just got images of Juan turning up to like a probate house with like unicorns and glitter and like just <laughs> like amazing dress on. Like that's wicked. Oh, good girl. That was, I enjoyed that. Thank you for that. Aww. Well, we can think, go think... view properties together. I like you too. Oh, listen, and, and, if, and if that involves if that involves men with hardly any clothes on, I'm there, girl. Like, let's let's do it. I, I will lend my husband to you if you want. You can come and do personal training sessions with him. Hang on a minute. Are you saying you're going to rent what? out your husband to me? Because that's a whole different business. It's, I mean, it's... <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm going to rent out uh, my personal trainer. You know, my husband as a personal trainer. Don't think you know, your imagination is wild. Listen, it's, uh-huh. the, the boys are used to it i'm so sorry to expose you to this so on that note i think we're going to start to wrap this up um, so we can stop recording and these girls these girls can uh, continue their conversation we in can private. Gossip. yeah <laughs> but yeah so thank you so much ryan for being with us uh, this week our episode that has been uh, a very fun episode we've gone round the houses very um, good <laughs> <laughs> I've come back around the houses, but um, so it would be a big uh, goodbye from me. It's a sweaty goodbye from me. I'm hot under the collar after all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goodbye from me, just a normal one. <laughs> bye bye, everyone. <laughs>and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see, see you on, on the next, next episode, episode.